0: Hello and welcome to Revitalise. Perspire, inspire, expire. Revitalise is daily encouragement for modern Christian women, sponsored by Teaching Mums Limited, an executive coaching company for mums by mums. Visit teachingmums.com today. Each mum, reach mum, teach mum. This is your personal invitation on how to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Saviour. Now this personal invitation has been taken from the Joyce Meyer Everyday Life Bible. All verses used will be amplified, the amplified version, unless otherwise stated. Please repeat after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me and forgiving me of my sins so I can have a personal relationship with you. I am sincerely sorry for the mistakes I've made and I know I need you to help me live right. Your word says in Romans ten nine, if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, recognizing his power, authority and majesty as God, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I believe you are the Son of God and I confess you as my Saviour and Lord. Take me just as I am and work in my heart, making me the person you want me to be. I want to live for you, Jesus, and I'm so grateful to you for giving me a fresh start in my new life with you. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Now, if you just prayed that prayer along with me for the first time, then I'd love to say to you, welcome to the family, sweetheart. Um, This is, apart from getting married and having children and um, following your dream and deciding to step out on your own, this is the best decision and the most important decision you will ever make, Um, and I want to welcome you and celebrate you for this personal commitment that you have made in hidden places and may the Lord bless you and multiply you and increase you and cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace Um, practical things join your local online church (laughs) I never thought I'd say that yeah join your local online church read your bible every day download apps with scripture and protect your salvation with your life Tell other people how wonderful the Lord is. And of course, if you have prayer requests, you can get in touch with me, lulu at teachingmoms.com. I'd love to hear from you. Um, I'd love to pray for you. It's so accessible and even easier now than it was six months ago. Good for you. And continue to believe that you are perfectly loved just the way that you are now. Good morning and welcome to Revitalize. This is part two on our mini-series, Self-Control. So for those of you who didn't listen in yesterday, I just explained that the past couple of days we've been looking at two different series. So we looked at selfishness according to the Word of God and how God encourages us to live a selfless life. That was covered in a four-part Miniseries, and if you haven't listened to those just press pause and scroll down and you will be able to listen to those other episodes of course you can subscribe and then the episodes will come straight to your notification page we have now moved on and we are on part two of self-control i'll pray and then i'll share the verses with you my god and my king I thank you so much for the life that you have given to me, to to my loved ones, to the people listening now. Holy Spirit, I ask you to come in again and help me to truthfully, in love, in gratitude and in honour, share your word that we may grow because you said we um, only see in part So help us to grow more and more like you. So the day that we see you in your fullness, we can be presented as a pure and spotless bride. Have your way in me today. Give me courage to speak the truth. And may the flame of Christ in my heart never, ever go out. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so the scriptures we'll be looking at today are all in the... Old Testament. So we have Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 2, Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 9 and Lamentations um, chapter 3 verse 26 and 27. Now I received some really positive feedback yesterday about the first installation of this mini-series and I'd like to say thank you. Um, I don't take your encouragement and support lightly. I really, really appreciate it. And I'm not sure if I mentioned it yesterday, but self-control is one of the nine fruits of the Spirit. Now, there will be a separate series on the fruits of the Spirit, but um, that's the truth behind what self-control really is. It is not willpower, okay? On the best day, our willpower can fail us. In fact, God requires even more from us, which is self-control, okay, which is a fruit of the Spirit. So I will read the first scripture to you and then I'll share with you what the Lord has laid on my heart this morning. Ecclesiastes 5 verse 2. Do not be hasty with your mouth, speaking careless words or vows or impulsive in thought to bring up a matter before God. For God is in heaven and you are on earth. Therefore, let your words be for you. It's harsh. And the word is direct and clear and poignant. It can make you feel happy. It can make you feel frustrated because there's such an element of growth in when you're reading. And I gave an example a few episodes ago. You know, the word is is a mirror. You look in the mirror to check if your face is clean, if, you know, you put your makeup on properly, if your hair is tidy, if your teeth are clean. And that's what the word does, but not for how you look, but for the state of your heart. And here we're being discouraged, in fact, from speaking hastily. Now, this is not about speaking out against injustice or not speaking about the truth. This is talking about just saying anything that comes into your um mind and then basically just having a go now um this is a tricky one because you have to draw the line between correcting people which i think is important especially somebody's out of line disciplining your children and standing up for yourself where does self-control fall in the balance of these things because i think that um the word of god has been misused Um, And I know that's controversial, but I will say the word of God has been misused throughout history um, because of patriarchy, because of so many things. And what I want to say is that the word of God is supposed to liberate all of mankind. There is no Jew. There is no Greek. There is no slave. There is no male. There is no female. So the word of God is supposed to liberate. So you are um, within your rights to speak out against abuse and injustice because the Bible says speak up for those who do not have a voice. This verse is not the verse to use for somebody to try and put you down when you are speaking out against injustice and the things that make God angry. Can you see where I'm going with this? This verse is for carelessness, okay? Saying things to people that you really don't mean and that you cannot fulfill and coming before God to slander people and complain about people, um, this is the kind of thing that grieves God because actually we're all God's children. And one thing that I really, really want to commend and honour my my own mother for is that she has not allowed me to create a space where I can complain to my siblings about her because we're all her children and she doesn't have favourites. She has her individual relationship with each child. We're all adults now. If I've ever ever had a problem, she will just say to me, well, have you spoken to the person about it? Or have you done this? Or have you done that? But she will not allow me to air my grievances about her other children. And actually, God will not allow you to air and slander his children in his presence. Where is the biblical evidence for that? The biblical evidence for that is that we are all equal heirs in Christ. God has no favourites. God values the low um, people who come from a poor background, a rich background. Anybody, anybody who accepts Jesus Christ as their Lord and saviour believes with their heart, in their heart, and confesses with their mouth, shall be saved. So there's nobody exempt from God's love. Nobody. So I don't have the right, really, to go before God to complain about people. Of course I've been hurt. And of course I've gone to God and said, Father, I'm really not happy about this. Why does this person behave like that? How another person behaves is not my responsibility. I'll tell you what is my responsibility. Not to be hasty with my mouth not to speak careless words or vows, or to be impulsive in thought. Because it says say, hey, God is in heaven, I am on earth, therefore let your words be for you. Now I'm a natural speaker and communicator and my words are not for you. And I don't think God is asking us to be silent. I think God is asking us to remember our place on earth and we are but dust. It doesn't mean we're not important, but not more important than anybody else. And when we're ready to go off on one, to lose our temper, to um, give somebody a piece of our mind. And I include myself in this correction. We have to be so careful because they are also the people and children of God. It's like me getting up and telling somebody how badly behaved and how disgusting their children are. Excuse me, I'm a mum. I wouldn't want somebody telling me that about my family. So I have to be really careful with what I say, um, how I talk to God about other people and this is hard especially if you've been hurt or you've been treated unfairly um, sometimes we're the ones that cause the trouble. Do you want people up at night losing losing sleep because you don't know how to bathe properly? Of course not so it's something that we have to take full responsibility for and not to be hasty with our mouth and I know this is hard and I'll share with you what I shared yesterday, it's a daily undoing of our natural response to situation. We're going against the grain. We are working counterintuitively. Somebody hurts you, you snap, you react. That's that's a part of our natural makeup. But what Christ has called us to is a supernatural living where somebody presses your buttons and you do not flinch. Now I'm not there yet. And I can't wait to get to the place where somebody could say something so awful to me and I won't, I wouldn't even bat an eyelid. Jesus was able to do it. They called him all sorts of names. Who who is this guy? The carpenter's son. Yeah, okay, he's God, sure. Can you imagine that? Even up until the cross. Okay, King of the Jews, why don't you get your angels to defend you? I wouldn't be able to do it, not like that and that's why I need the word and that's why I need the Holy Spirit because I'm not there yet and maybe you're listening to this and you have an incredibly, incredibly calm temperament and nothing bothers you, wow, you know what, that is fantastic and continue in that disposition. If you are somebody like me, that is naturally fiery and hot-headed and hot-tempered, like to, you know, you like to give people pepper, that kind of person, (laughs) it's really important that you, you yield that to God because I think that, you know, fire in the world destroys lives, but fire in the hands of God can bring great glory and bring passion and zeal to the kingdom of God. And people that know me personally know how passionate I am about the things of God, about motherhood, about women of God, about marriage, about family, about home. You know, I hate racism. I hate um, sexual exploitation and child abuse. I hate domestic violence. I'm passionate about those things. I'm very, very passionate about respect and levels of respect given to people. You know, um, to parents, to to children, to um, people who have gone ahead of you. You may not agree. You may not like their approach, but. You know, honour your parents, honour your mother and your father. And if I feel that people have crossed the line in disrespecting me or my family, or I listen to people talk about their their spouse in a disrespectful way or their parents, it really makes my blood boil. Now, I'm not here to right every wrong in the world. That's not my job. But I I am here to control my own behaviour. And I am here to make sure that each day I become more like Christ And I draw people closer to God. That's it. Now, I certainly don't mind if people don't enjoy that about me, because actually I'm a child of God and I'll do what I've been called to do. And God will ask you about you and God will ask me about me. My responsibility is to remember that God is in heaven. I am on earth. And I shouldn't be throwing words around um, in a careless manner so that it offends offends God. Are you with me? Okay, let's keep going. Still in Ecclesiastes, chapter 7, verse 9. Do not be eager in your hearts to be angry, for anger dwells in the heart of fools. I'm going to read that again. Do not be eager in your hearts to be angry, for anger dwells in the heart of fools. This is a big one. And for those of you that that don't know, um, anger is a reaction, but it's also a spirit. And by that, I mean it's the same way um, lust or greed Or hatred can consume us, so can anger. And I have struggled with my anger management since I was a child. I went from not sharing my hurts and feelings to exploding all the time to not sharing um, hurts or um, issues to explode. Like it's just been a yo-yo back and forth until I cried out to God and said, Father... I'm still angry about this thing that happened 30 years ago 25 years ago and you know the response I got yes I know I was there so God was there everything that has ever happened to you good bad indifferent painful wonderful God has been there it doesn't mean he liked it or he wanted it for you but he was definitely there And I want to say to you now, if you've ever experienced any form of abuse, um, violence, if you've been mistreated, mistreated, betrayed, cheated on, beaten, and this is men and women, I'm not just talking about women, there are men out there being abused emotionally too, okay, Um, and physically, any kind of abuse or assault, maybe you started a business with somebody and they They cheated you on the um, profit or they took your money. Something that ruined your life. You could have been left out of an inheritance from your um, parents. I mean, let's go there. God was there and he's also angry about that. But what he's asking of us here as he's speaking through the book of Ecclesiastes is not to plot Not to seek revenge, because to me, being eager in your heart to be angry is willfully, willfully, consciously planning to be angry. Oh, I can't wait to see so-and-so. You wait, wait and see what I'll tell her. Those kind of things. Those are the kind of things. And I'm talking to you like this because I've done that. I've fallen out with people, and I just think I cannot wait to see that person because I really need to tell her what I think about what she did. So that eagerness is is ungodly it's It's ungodly, and we feel justified in our anger because of maybe what the person did, and I'm not saying that people can behave the way that they want. One thing that I find very difficult to ignore is poor timekeeping. And I feel really strongly about this because I was late for everything until I um, I think until my, my eldest was about four and she, she started school and we were late all the time. And I suddenly realised how embarrassed she was walking into school. Everybody had already been at school for 20 minutes and it was that day. I remember saying, this needs to stop. I need to manage my time in such a way that I can get to places on time. And if I'm not on time, just let people know. I'm not talking about perfection. I'm just talking about being reasonable and respecting other people's time. Now, it's now become a real pet peeve of mine. If someone says to me, look, I will be there at seven, and at seven o'clock, they don't show up and I don't even hear from them that makes me really really angry and it puts me off spending time with that person it puts me off working with that person it puts me off um doing business with that person or you know getting involved with them in ministry it really does and it's not because i'm better than that or better than them but because i've been on such a journey with punctuality and timekeeping and personal you know organization it really bothers me when people are not able to do that and my husband pulled me aside one day and he said look He said, I know that this is hard for you to understand, but not everybody is like you. So you really, really have to give um, a bit of grace and just try to understand that not everybody's the same. And I, you know, I took that on the chin and I said, OK, I said, I understand that not everyone is the same as me. But what about respect? Why why can't you just message the person, say, look, I really, really can't make it today. I'm running late. I'm really not up for this. I'm too tired. That's absolutely fine but we have to be so careful in what we do. There may be things that I've done to people that are causing them to be eager in their heart to be angry because of me. I don't know. So it works both ways. Are we doing things to make people angry intentionally? I don't mean by accident. Are we sitting down daily, stewing and thinking, I can't wait to see this relative of mine. I can't wait to see this colleague of mine. I can't wait to see so-and-so from church. I'm really gonna tell them what I think. This does not please God. And when I talk to you, I talk to myself, and it's things that God has really stripped me of, this year in particular, and God has entrusted me with such gifts and privilege. I just don't have the time to play games. And as I said to you yesterday, It's better for me to be silent than to be angry and to tell people what I really think of them. That to me is not what God has asked me to do. And God made it very clear to me that he would rather I was just silent and held my peace than try to explain to people why I was angry about something because it would just make the situation worse. It'd probably make me more angry and then offend God by speaking carelessly and hurting and mistreating people with my words. It's a really, really tricky one, but I really encourage you now, especially where there's deep-seated hurt, because anger comes from hurt, okay, and fear. And if you have those things in your heart, I just want you to share it with God. And at the end of this episode, I will pray with you, share what is in your heart with God. Maybe um, a spouse walked out on you and you didn't know that you'd be a single parent. Maybe um, a family member let you down. Maybe you were abandoned by a parent. Maybe a business deal fell through with a relative. All I'm saying is give those things to God and he will make those things right he will help you deal with the anger and he will help you forgive that person. Now, we're fast running out of time. And I think, you know, just being prompted by the Holy Spirit to pray now. And I will just share the verse in lamentations with you in the next episode. Let's pray. Oh, Holy Spirit, you are the only comfort that we have in this life. And you were sent to us to be a helper. And I ask you now, as you have helped me overcome anger and you're still helping me to overcome frustration and anger and feelings of being neglected or abandoned or disrespected or not valued or underappreciated. I ask you, Father, to step in and heal all these listeners, mums, dads, women, children of God listening from the spirit of anger, remove it from their lives, but also heal the hurt that caused the anger. Father, help them to forgive anybody that has caused them pain, emotionally, emotionally, um, in matrimony, sexually, financially, physically, any, uh, socially, for people who've experienced racism in their employment or where they live. Father, dig deep today and remove the anger from their lives and help them to forgive. Father, I forgive every attack or assault um, against my own life, against my own welfare, every angry word or every disrespectful word, everything that has been done to me, Father, I forgive and I release completely. And when I commune with you daily, Father, I remember what you did for me and I ask you to help me to be better than I was. And if I have offended anybody, provoked anyone to wrath or to anger, also forgive me. Let those people that I have been unkind to, unfair to, harsh, um, uncritical of, also forgive me. But I think there's a deep seated hurt amongst mothers, amongst women, father, things that they cannot share with the public or with friends, things hidden in their heart from their childhood, from adolescence, from early. Um, from their early 20s, maybe um, an abortion or a miscarriage, maybe they were forced into having an abortion. I'm not sure where this is going, Holy Spirit, but I'm asking you now that the root of the anger, the fear, and the hurt will be uprooted now and never return in the name of Jesus. And I declare now that as I speak to you, you will loose and release anybody that you are holding on to in your heart the people who have not said sorry to you the people who did not repent the people who did not apologize those are the people you need to forgive and it's hard because you might feel like they don't deserve it and actually we don't deserve the grace of God but we do have it so father I ask you to pour your love and your grace on those ones as they release those who have hurt them and and maybe are dead now, so they can't even apologise anyway. Release those people, release that hurt, Father. As God brings names into your memory bank now, of people that have hurt you, maybe are still continuing to hurt you, that the Lord would release you as he's releasing me to just forgive them, so that you would not be eager in your heart with anger, or to become angry, or planning, plotting, stewing, As we release that hurt, hallelujah, and anger. Mm. As you release that hurt and anger now, that fruit of self-control will start to emanate from your very being. It will start to overflow in your life and mine. You don't lose your temper quickly. You are not easily provoked. You are peaceful and you are meek you are kind you are beautiful you are godly and you are humble we're no longer hot tempered we're no longer full of fire that causes destruction we are full of the zeal and wisdom of the lord himself we pray for all these things gladly in the matchless name of jesus amen that's all for today girls have a wonderful day And we will continue with part three of self-control. Bye-bye. Okay, everyone, that's all from me today on Revitalize. Inspire, Perspire, Expire. It's been so wonderful to um, have you listening in. Thank you for your time. If you haven't already done so, visit teachingmums.com to find out all the things that Teaching Mums is doing right now and leave a review. Leaving a review means that more and more women and families like yours are able to hear this message, this encouragement. I'm available on all the platforms where podcasts are shown and aired, um, and it's wonderful to um, to have you with me on this journey. Have a lovely day. Bye bye.